best money in the life will never show you no pity. Oh, I work hard trying to make my bones. But times have changed and I just got to move. Can't run away, can't run away, can't run. Good evening and welcome to Writer's Tricks of the Trade on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Denny Griffin and tonight I'm pleased to have for the guest for the entire show, Mr. Vinnie Curdo. And Vinnie was on with me a couple of weeks ago and we didn't get to... Uh, we only got about halfway through all the things we wanted to cover, so I invited Vinny back tonight. So we're doing part two of his interview, and uh, we'll conclude it tonight. Vinny, welcome back. Hey, how are you, baby? Okay, I'll tell you, things are rough. What's that? I said things are rough. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, uh-huh. I'm, I'm happy to be here, baby, okay? All you listeners okay. out there, thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. I got a big story. I got a, a big load of information I want to unload on you, you people. And then you're going to see how interesting this book is going to be and probably a movie and whatever else it takes. But the most important thing, the reason why I'm on this show, is a lot of kids are going to be helped. A lot of kids. I have a big message for young kids that have us that had the same problem as me. Yeah, you know, uh, well, first let me say that any uh, if anybody wants to call in with the question or comment for Vinny, uh, you can call, you can reach him at 646-478-0982, 646-478-0982. And now, Vinny, you, you were, uh, as a young child, you were sexually abused by your father, am I right? Yes, I, I was, yes. I was, uh, him and, and what, his friends used to, I, I, I you know, I, I always talk of a scenario um i um at a distance you see this young man with a big smile on his face he comes down the street he gets close the smile is a grimace he turns down the street he gets in front of a school there's nobody in the school yard the lights are on he's late he goes up the school steps he goes to the school room his teacher says go to your seat and i sit by a seat by the window next to so I can look out to the Boston Harbor and watch the ships leave. And when the ships would leave, I would put myself on one of them ships and put myself in a different place and a different life with a different family, with loved ones, with people that loved me and cared about me, right? And all of a sudden, bring the bell would ring. You know, it would go by so quick. Um, I, I, from my imagination, from being in this different place with a different life, and the teacher said, Mr. Curdo, would you run along to your next class? Uh, I, I hope you learned something there. And, I, uh, and he goes, please run along. I go to get up. But from the corner of my eye, my seat is soaked with blood. I sit back down. I sit back down. And he goes, Mr. Curdo, run along to your next class. I wiped the seat off of my pants, and I, le- I, I left the school that day, and I never went back. Uh- Benny, what what message would you like to send to kids who may be experiencing the same thing you went through? If anybody's having uh, a problem with their mother, their father, their brothers, their sibling, any sibling, any anybody, a priest, a lawyer, a doctor, 
Anybody, you go out to the street and you start screaming, telling everybody, grab a cop, grab a person. You make sure you tell everybody and their mother you're being sexually abused, you're being abused by your father, you're being abused by... You go tell everybody. You tell you, 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 the, you, the people next door, the people in the corner store, the people in the grocery store. You go out like, like, like you're on a, a TV show screaming out. That's what you do. You don't keep quiet like I did because it was my mother and father. You don't keep quiet. You don't keep... And, and you don't suffer. And all these horrible things that happen to you, right? It would never happen if you went out and told people. My message is, if somebody is bothering you, if somebody's bothering you sexually uh, and, uh, and, and or, or, or physically, any which way they're bothering you, you tell everybody. You tell everybody. I guarantee you there's going to be somebody that listens. I guarantee you somebody will listen and do something. Well, that's, that sounds like good advice from somebody who's been through it. Oh, yes. Oh yes, um, and uh, um, there's a lot. There's a, there's a lot of my people out there. I can go to a I can go to a school, and I can talk in front of a class, and I can tell you who my people are in the classroom. It's uh, it's just it's just part of my it's my part of my makeup. Uh, Benny, uh, speaking of kids, when when we were did the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, when we ran out of time, we were talking about a young fellow, uh, you called him Francois, uh, who yes. you met in Canada. And uh, let, let's let's pick back up on Francois. Tell us right. a little bit more about Francois. Well, when I went up, when I went up to Montreal, I, I had to leave the country real quick. You know, it's really, like I said before, it's really a shame um, Larry Holmes, Muhammad Ali, I mean, believe me, I was with Ali, uh, Angelo Dundee for years, right? Larry Holmes, Muhammad Ali, uh, um, uh, Carlos Monzon, uh, who was a middleweight champion for like 20 years, right? Uh, you name it, every world champion, every great fighter pulled out of fights. For one reason or another, they pulled out of fights, right? And they, and, they, and they pull out, all right, they cancel the contract, and they go fight somewhere else, and they come back and make it up to them, right? When I pulled out of this one fight in Boston, they barred me all over the world except Canada. All over the world, I couldn't get a fight. I couldn't fight, uh, but Canada didn't, Canada didn't uh, enforce, it. I enforced what they wanted to do. And they let me come up there, and I boxed up there. And you um, met Francois when you were there yeah. to fight, right? When you went to Canada. Yeah. And get well, some when fight. I was there, I was there. I was training, and and I, I needed to get a job or something. I saw a sign, uh, help help wanted. I went to this restaurant, Tang restaurant, and and uh, I got a job as a dishwasher. And the, the the guy who owned the place, his name was Philippe, and he said he said to me, he goes, Oh, you're a boxer. I I, I recognize your face and. Uh, I could tell it by your nose or you're a bar. I said, yeah. I said, uh, I, says, uh, I got a long story. Anyways, there was a little kid peeking in through the, the window where they put the food out. You know, when you, when, you, when, you, when you make a dish, you put it out through the window and the waiters pick it up and take it to the tables. He was looking at the window, then he popped his head back. And I kept looking. I said, and I said to the, the, the owner, I said, who's that little guy sticking his head in the window there? He's, he's adorable, right? He, he's all finished. <laughs> That's my son, Joey. He saw he he's he knows you're a boxer. He heard you were a boxer, and he loved the boxing. I said, "Well, we're gonna have to start training." 
We have to start training right away. I said, Joey. And he, and he looked at me and I said, we have to start training right away, me and you. Oh, Vinny, I give you my best. Don't worry. I will train hard. I will do this. I will do. He was so enthusiastic about it. And 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 I said okay. I told I told the father we're gonna start training right away. And the father was so sad. And he goes okay. He's been, he he said my son would love that very much. I couldn't understand why he was so sad. You know, and and it really it bothered me a lot. Come come to find out, come to find out, um, his son had leukemia. And his son was dying, and he was doing everything. He sent them all over the world and and I, and I realized that because when you walk through the kitchen and you walk through the the the, the place where they seat the people there are pictures from all over the world of the son getting treatments in this hospital or treatments in this hospital or treatments in in, in this place and all over the world he sent his son to to save him and it was really you know really really touched me you know and so I said you know I said I, I, I'm going to train him and and uh, he had he had the son really wanted three things to happen. I had a long talk with him one day, and I had another talk with him, and he he was very very really open. He was like he was like seven eight years old, going on fifty. You know, and and if you, if you can understand that, uh, he uh, you know he he wanted his mother and father. His mother and father were estranged from each other because his father had like fifteen restaurants, and they were down to one. He sold every one paying for uh, treatment for his son, and the son knew this. And, and uh, I mean, I, I really respect the guy. I respect his wife and, and, and what they did. I would do the same for my son, my, you know, um, and I'm sure a lot of people do the same. And it was sad, uh, but they, they kept doing And the father, you know, he, he, uh, he wanted his father and mother to get, to get along because they were estranged from each other. He wanted... He wanted to run to the top of Mount Royal. There's, there's a mountain over there in Montreal. They call it Mount Royal. And there's a, 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 a running path all the way up to the top, top of the mountain. And the top, there's a cross up there. And all the fighters used to run up the top, uh, kiss the cross, and run back down. You know, they used to do that. And so he always wanted to do that. And he wanted to have a fight. He loved the boxing. He loved boxing so much. And uh, I, I made him experience all three wishes. And believe me, um, it was it was um, it was God sent. It was um, a very. Uh, I know when I uh, when I, I was. Let me explain. Uh, I don't mean to be emotional, but but um. Yeah. I'm I'm up there brooding over my being exiled from the United States. I'm not being able to get a fight, and they you know they didn't they never blocked uh, Muhammad Ali. They never blocked. Larry Holmes, they never blocked Macaulay's Monzon, they never blocked Jose Napoli, they never blocked nobody else. But I got blocked. I got blocked, and I wasn't even the champion at the time. I wasn't even the champion. And they they blocked me all over the world. I couldn't get a fight. I couldn't get a job. I couldn't get a fight nowhere. And when I went to Canada, they they, they met me with open arms. And 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 I'm up, you know, and I'm up here brooding. Um, my, my life and everything, and he has a kid fighting for his life every day. You know, and and, and I I couldn't believe it. And I said to myself, you want to know what? I, I you know I'm gonna make this kid um, realize his dreams because I know what it means to realize 
And and you did all three of them, didn't you? Yes, I did. Now that's something Anyways, to be certainly yeah, proud yeah. of. Well, let me tell you, he, uh, um, these kids were torturing him. These kids in his neighborhood, these kids in the in the school, they were torturing him. And I went to the school and I spoke with the 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 PH, you know, the the physical guy, you know, the guy that teaches uh, um, physical ed. And and I spoke to him. I said, look, they told you. He goes, I know they torture him. He goes, I see it. I, I, I he goes, I scold them all the. I said, well, it's, I want to set up a match between those two, two guys. Those two guys bothering him. Actually, three, but the two really bad, right? And he's calling Worm Boy, uh, everything else, because he had no hair on his head, right? And and, um, and so I said, well, I got the I got, I got a match set up. And and so you know, a bunch of the family came. About was there was like I'd say like there was I'd say there was like 200 people there, 150 people there. And we put them in we put them in fight. And I taught him. And I taught him. I said, I said Francois. I said, I, you know, I, I called him Francois. His name was Joey. I called him Francois because he wore the French beret. He had his bald head. And he wore the French beret. So I, I named him Francois. His name stuck. His, his mother. Why do you name him Francois? He's Italian. But you want to know what Francois he is? <laughs> she said anyways, anyways, it was so funny. You know? And and um, we we practiced everything. I said, you put that jab in his face. He's not going to know what to do with. This kid's not training. I said, you put that jab in his face, he's going to say, what the hell is that? And you drop a right hand to his body. You know, and young kids are not used to a punch to the body. And so, it, it, you know, and so it, we got the match. They introduced uh, the kids. And, the, and the, one, the kid was a lot bigger than him. And the weight difference was like 20, maybe 15 pounds, to be honest. And, and he come walking over in the middle of the ring like, like he owned the place. He's laughing and smiling. And then... We ring the bell. The kid comes walking over, real cocky, real, and he throws a wild right hand and he hits Francois on the top of the head, and Francois goes down. And I jump up in the ring and I say, Are you "Okay." He goes, "No, Vinny, don't worry." I said, "He's gonna come at you now. He thinks you're hurt." I said, "You put that jab in his face. Remember what we worked on all that all these months." As you put that jab in his face, the guy come barreling over, you know, and he put the jab in his face and he didn't know what to do. He's looking around. And Francois dropped the right hand in the belly. It sounded like a blowout. <laughs> the kid went down crying, laying there. His mopies come out, lying, crying, laying, really screaming. And I'm saying, I jumped in the ring. I was so happy. I'm looking around for Francois. Where do you think Francois is? He's got his hand under the kid's head, and he's and he's hope, helping him. I was so angry. I said, Francois, come over here. Let him lay there and let everybody see him laying on the floor. He tortured you. <laughs> All these. He said, he looked at me. He goes, Vinny, the fight is over. What do you say when he says something like that? You know, what do you say? Was... I mean, what can I say? He stayed with him. Excuse me. Until the kid was okay. He stayed with him until the kid was okay. And it was and it was over, you know, and it was beautiful. And then and then we were. And then I went, you know, the, the, after the fight was over, he, he was getting along good. Everything was going good in school, and and uh, he uh, he he came. And I, I fought a kid named Eddie Mello. If you look on my record, uh, you'll see the name Eddie Mello. He was a real. T- Don King came up and signed him. 
you know, like, like he was going to beat me, and he signed him, not me. You know, mm-hmm. I shoved on King too. God, piece of guy. Anyways, uh, <laughs> he, I did. I shoved him. He, 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 he said something nasty to me. I shoved him. Anyways, uh, I I fight the fight, and I beat this kid Mello to no not one. Nearly knocked him out. I mean, I I I showed I showed with boxing prowess, the left jab. I showed the left jab in combinations. I mean, I, it was it was a piece of resistance boxing, and it was it was a, a real it was a clinic. And and uh, before before I went to fight, I had a lot of problems mentally because of my childhood. You know, I was, it was bothering me a lot. And and my friend Russ Amber. The kid that was in the gym says to me, I said to him, Russ, I said, I said, Russ, I'm really, you know, and Russ didn't, you know, he was working with the little amateur kids and nobody really paid him attention to Russ. But I always said, I said, this kid knows more about boxing than anybody here, right? I said to Russ, I said, Russ, look, my head's not right. I can't get right, ready for this fight. He goes, Vin, go see Rushi. He'll help you. So I said, Rushi who? He says, he goes, Rushi, come up on there. He's one of the professors at McGill University. So I said, Okay, I said. If he, I said, look, look, I'm willing to do anything. I, I said, I'm really, my head's in the sky. I'm not ready for this. Anyway, so I go to see Rushi, and I meet Rushi. He was wonderful. What a wonderful human being. Really quiet, quiet, warm. And I'm in his house, and I, and I said, and I said to him, so funny. I mean, I said, I said, uh, you know, he, he had like all his belongings in this one little area, and it's a real big house, a real big house, right? And so I, and all you could see, he lived in this one little area, right? And so I, so I, I, I said to him, I said, I said, well, Rushi, it's nice to meet you. He goes, Vinny, I heard of your problems. He said, he says, he says, and we, uh, we'll get right to work with this. He said, I heard what the guy said about your family, what he said about you, you know, uh, and he called you a homosexual because your father did bad things to you, and you're probably a homosexual, and this and that and everything else, horrible things, right? I, and, and, and Rushi said to me, I said to Rushi, I said, yeah, I said, I'm really, my head's messed up. He goes, well, he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, are you prepared to love this man? I said, what? <laughs> he said, I said, are you prepared to love this man? <laughs> I said, you want to know what, Rushi? I have no other way to turn. Um, I believe in you. I, I feel, I feel your heart. I said, I got to take the shot because I have nowhere else to, nowhere else to go. I said, if I had another place to go, I, I'd have to think about it because I love this guy. <clears throat> After what he said about me, my family, I, I said, I have everything in my head, anything about love. For he goes, are you prepared to love this? I said, yes, I am. And he said, before we can move forward, he said, we have to go back and correct the uncorrected past. I said, willing to do that and so we went back in time every day I went there for a month we went back in time and went over different things that happened to me with my father and my mother and things that happened to my father and his friends and the molestations and the this and the, the brutal beatings and my father put me in the hospital one time and beat me with a bat in my head fractured my skull right and the brutal beatings and the horrible treatments and everything else and 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 we went, and we we came to a point where I flattened that out. I made peace, true true peace, true peace with my father, and I made true peace with my mother. 
Uh, it was amazing because I felt love for them. And that that helped you get your head on straight. Well, before the melting. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I'm 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 catching myself. Anyways, it helped me get my head on straight, and I went out there. I went out there and and put a clinic. I boxed my behind off. I I um. I uh, I won every round. I won every round and uh, came on down the stretch. And the amazing, the amazing thing about it is when I was going over the fight. See, Rushi said to me, he says, "If you can see it, you can believe." He goes, "You will believe it." He goes, "If you believe it, you will achieve it." And I said to him, "I said, uh, let's do it." And he taped me going over the fight in my head. Taped me going over the fight in my head. Taped me every round, every round. I went over the fight in my head, right? And then, after the thing was over, and I won a unanimous decision, um, I went to McGill University, and Bushy came up and he introduced me to the crowd, and they all gave me a standing goal for the win. And and Bushy says, he goes, now, he says, you all know, you're all my students. He goes, you all, he goes, you all, you've all heard about about uh, what I say about uh, the mind and how it works and what and what we would have to do to make it better. He says, now, he says, we're about to witness the power of visualization. Boom, the curtain went up. And you see me talking about, I'm, in, I'm coming down, the, I'm coming down the steps uh, in, in, in the Montreal Forum I'm walking to the ring, and I'm getting in the ring, right? And as I'm saying this, you see me doing it on the film. And in the ring, I'm walking around, waiting for me to get introduced. I said, then Mello comes down. And see, Eddie Mello, Eddie Mello, every fight, he would come down the ring like, a, like to, to the 2001 Space Odyssey song, and he'd dun, 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 and he and, and, and he'd jump over the rope, and he'd run over to the ring. He'd run over to the corner and stop pushing and smacking the guy he's going to fight. I told him at the press conference, I said, let me tell you something, buddy. When you come down with your song, 2001, A Space Odyssey, whatever that song is, he goes, I said, when you jump over the road, you better stay in that corner. I said, because you come over, you come over to me, right, and start pushing me around, I'm going to belt you with the fight's on right there. I says, and I says, and we'll go to the street terms. I says, when that bell rings, show me what you got. And so it was, the song, the music came on. He's running down the ring. He's running down the thing. He jumps in the ring. He jumps over the ropes and he stays right in his corner. I looked at Russ Amber. I looked at Russ Amber. I said, "We trained them well." We went out. We went out. I gave my instruction. I mean, they gave us the instruction for the fight, and I boxed a clinic. I put a boxing clinic on. Everything I said in 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 in, in the therapy with Rushi, in the visualization with Rushi, everything I said, everything I said, um, uh, verbatim. You should have seen it. The film we put the, he put the film on of the fight and me talking. It was like verbatim. 
Some of the rounds were unbelievable. And when it was all over, the the, the auditorium, the month, uh, the auditorium gave us a standing O, a standing O. Unbelievable, what we did. It was amazing. Nice. And uh, uh, Francois, Francois loved the fight, but he collapsed. He collapsed in the he collapsed at the, at the auditorium, and they took him. They took him to the hospital. They took him to the hospital, and um, I uh, I went to the hospital, and he wasn't doing well. And I said, and I said to I said to him, I said, I, I, he said he said to me, he says, Vinny, I think uh, the the referee count. I I hear the count of uh, ten. I said, not yet, baby, not yet. I said to his mother and father, I said, look, he had three wishes. One, he wanted to have a fight. Two, he wanted you two to get along well, which you're doing so well, and I was so happy that you went on a picnic with your son, and you did well by that. I said, three, he wanted to run to the top of Mount Royal, and 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 he, I, I can do that. Uh, let me do it. I don't care. I need your permission. Let me take him in my arms and run to the top of that mountain, baby. And they said, Vinny, he would love that, Vinny. They drove down. We drove down to the bottom of Mount Royal. And I ran to the top of the top of the mountain, and we got to, when we got to where the cross where it was, you know, he uh, he said, "Vinny, I see your grandmother. She's so beautiful." And I said, "Francois, I, I never told you what my grandmother looked like. I only told you how much I love her." He said, "She's so beautiful. My grandma, my grandma had hair down to the floor, down to the floor, down the back, and she was strikingly pretty." Strikingly pretty woman, you know, and it was amazing that he saw my grandfather, my grandmother, excuse me, my grandmother, waiting for him, and I felt him leave. I felt him leave. I felt that he turned to me, and I felt him leave, and I screamed on the top of my lungs. They could hear me all over Montreal. He made it. He made it. He made it. And I walked him back down. I put him in his mother's arms, and. At the funeral, you should have seen the people that showed up. Everybody that learned a lesson from this kid, this kid, it was amazing. And it was an experience, you know, it was an experience. I had an experience um, in my life when I thought the whole world was against me. And I thought I thought my life, you know, I never had a chance. You know, but what happened to me with my father as a kid and then the, being exiled from boxing, I said, who am I, right? Who am I to complain? Who am I to cry? It's the guy that was fighting for his life. And the great thing he did, man, unbelievable. It's a, it's a, it's a movie that I think they're going to do. Um, people who did Black Mass uh, are going to do my, my film, Francois. And I Beautiful. really wa- I really want it to get done. If not, maybe somebody else will come along and they'll finance it. But the script is beautiful. The story is beautiful. It's so it's it's so heartwarming and fulfilling, and it's and it's and it's um, how can I say it? It's not uh, it's, a, it's a very unselfish film. You understand? Very unselfish. Film, yes. You know? And and well, and uh, I think it's something that has to be told, has to be seen. You know? But uh, I say I say that, and I, I and I pay my I pay my homage to to Francois. I know he's listening. I know he's up there, 
he got a big smile, and he and um, <clears throat> he knows how much I loved him. He knows how much he taught me a lesson. He knows how much he taught me how to not to complain because I had no, I you know, because I had no shoes until I saw somebody with no feet, you know. And uh, really, really, I learned the, the biggest lesson of my life. And uh, God, God, God brings me certain places to meet certain people uh, in my life, and uh, I was so blessed to have met this young this young man. Well, it's certainly a story that uh, you know is is gripping. I know when I when when I read what you had written about it, it was really uh, I was I was pretty choked up, and uh, I. Yeah. It's something, and it definitely is a story that needs to be told. And a movie, I think, would be a great, oh, yeah. great film. Uh, Benny, let me let me ask you about a couple of other people. Uh, yeah. Did you uh, you had the opportunity to meet Frank Sinatra? Yes. Tell us a little Frank, bit about that and how how you met him. Uh, well, I was fighting. Um, I had a big the, the problem that I had in Boston. That I said. I, I had pulled out of the fight, and they bought me all over the world. I went to, I called a guy, a friend of mine in, in New York. I said, look, get me a fight or something. I'll, I'll do it under a different name. So he, says, so he says, okay. He goes, no problem. He says, uh, I'll fix it up. So I dyed my hair blonde, and he got me a fight <laughs> at Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. I went under the name of Rudy Cruz. And and Jack Granby, the, the Madison Square Garden announcer, I was fighting a guy named Willie Klassen. Um, God rest his soul, he passed away. Uh, um, and Willie's, well, Willie's up there smiling, listening to my story. Anyways, I'm fighting a Willie Klassen. Anyways, uh, Jack Granby announces Willie Klassen. Then he looks over to me and he announces my weight. Then he points to me, he looks at the card, he looks at me, he says, Vinnie Curto. I said, no, no, now I got to lose this fight on my name. Oh, no. So I'm out there, I'm out there slipping and sliding, catching, not not throwing no punches, slipping and sliding, catching, getting out of the way, slipping and sliding, walking them back. The place is booing. They're, they're going out of their mind. They're horrible fight, right? They said, what the hell is it? Anyways, I go back to the con. They kept saying, what the hell is wrong with you? They, 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 my con was saying, but Vinny, some of the guys named Slim Robinson, Vinny, there's no, there's no law against hitting back. There's no freaking law against hitting back. This guy's bombing at you. Hit him back. I, go, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. All of a sudden, I go back after the fifth round to my corner, and there's this big, giant ch- chair. They were all scra- clapping. I said, So I said to Slim, I said, who did I clap for? It certainly ain't me. He goes, no, it ain't you. He said, Frank Sinatra just walked in. I said, well, I know that guy. I met that guy when I fought Peter with the firm. He said, "Yo, he met so Sinatra. Evidently, he was at. He looked and he and he saw what was going on. He knew right away. He said, uh, uh, he told this guy, this friend of his, a guy named Jilly Rizzo. He was a close friend of his. The guy was always with him. Uh, he sent the ringside to find out what was going on, and he found out what was going on. And he went back to him. He goes, go tell the kid it's off. He'll take the heat." So they came to my corner, he said, uh, and, uh, the sixth or seventh round. I, he says, win, don't worry, it's off. We're going to take care of it. I said, I just gave him six rounds. And my corner goes, you son of a bitch, what you do? I said, I said, freak, you don't know what's happening. The bell rang out there. I banged this guy in the head. I hit him a right hand. He goes flying across the ring. And then I, then, then we clinch and send me the bull. I'm going to kill you right here, you son of a bitch. 
right? Because they start fighting back and doing real good. I said to myself, why don't they make up their minds? Why don't they make up? I didn't know they went together, but why don't they make up their minds? They want to fight. They want me to win. They want me to make up their minds. Anyways, I come on down the stretch. I got a draw. I fought real good. I almost knocked them on the tent. I got a draw. And I went back I went back to my, my dressing room real quick. I was getting ready to get the hell out of there because I was worried that maybe maybe I made the wrong decision and uh, the twin, you know, and uh, I should have uh, went in the soup like they wanted me to. Anyways, I got a knock at the door, my dressing room door. A guy walks in. He goes, uh, he goes yeah, Vinny. He goes, uh, Mr. Sinatra wants to see you. Uh, come with me. I said, buddy, tell Mr. Sinatra I got my limo on the other side of the garden. I got to get the hell out of here. All of a sudden, this guy that I know, a real bad motor scooter, comes in and goes, Ren, you got to go see Sinatra with this guy. I said, I say it wasn't going. I'll be right there. You know, anyways, anyways I, I leave. You know, this guy was nobody to fool with, believe me. Anyways, I leave. I go I go with them. I, I go to a place called the Waldorf Astoria. Uh, he was staying in this place called the Waldorf Astoria. And I went I went up in, in the suite. Was, I remember it was, I think it was Mahogany Doors. I went inside. There was a big grand, white grand piano. He was sitting up there, but his tie unbuttoned. His wife Barbara was sitting to the right, and I looked at him. And, and, and Irving Cutler, the other guy that plays music with him, plays the piano or something with him, right, was there. He and, and he goes, he goes, he goes. What the hell was you doing out there? I said, buddy, you don't know. I have a big problem. I had a problem in Boston. I said, I had, you know, they wanted me to throw the fight. I was trying to do the best I could. Then they said, win. I tried to come on down down the stretch. He goes. I'm going to fix it up for you. He goes, don't worry. He goes, but you're going to have to come with me. Come with me. So I went to, I went to um, Palm Springs with them to his house, right? Frank Sinatra Drive. What a house. My God. Anyways, I think I told the story before, but I got to tell it again. It was, yeah. It was the Monday night. I told you the Monday night football. I told you that story, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I had to say that. Boom. When I seen that, when I saw the way the other half lived like that, my God, unbelievable. Anyways, uh, he, 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 um, he, what he did, he sent me, he says, look, he goes, I got everything straight but the wise guys. He goes, I'm sending you to Montreal. He goes, you can meet a guy up there. And he says, when you meet this guy, he said, he'll set up, you'll be able to fight and uh, get, uh, get reinstated back in the United States. I said, wow, thank you. And I was really, I was so appreciative. And so I went to Montreal. He sent me to Montreal, and I go to meet this guy, a guy named Catroni, uh, Frank Catroni, and I'm looking for him, and I, sa- and I said, I can't find this guy nowhere. He was in the federal pen. <laughs> you know, so, so I had a fend for myself, so I, I, uh, I, saw, I saw help wanted in this Italian restaurant, and the name uh, it was called um oh uh god Buffoni's Buffoni's Italian restaurant. Anyways, I uh knock on the door, I go inside, I see the guy, I think I told you this before, and and uh he's looking for a looking for a job. Anyways, a little kid he was looking at me he's looking at me out the you know, out the 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 window from the, the inside the restaurant, you know. Anyways, uh I got a job washing dishes. That was Francois. That was Francois, yes. Uh, and uh, Francois, I told you, made him realize his, his dreams. He realized uh, the fight. He had the fight. His father and mother to take care of each other again. 
and he died in my arms. He died in my arms at the top of Mount Royal. Now, Benny, another uh, well-known. You met a lot of well-known people, but another one I want to ask you about was Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Well, well I went back you, to Miami. What were you dealing with him? Let me tell you what happened. I went back to Miami, and um, after my my uh, plight, uh, my my plight, my 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 fight in Canada, I went to Miami. I started training. All my friends, I turned pro there. And, uh, my trainer Chuck Tohami was there. God rest his soul. He passed away also. Um, and you know, I, I was trying to get my life on on, on track. And so I'm in the gym, and uh, and I'm boxing, and I'm boxing, and there's there's a big heavyweight from Houston named Lee Candelito. He did a movie with Sly Stallone called Paradise Alley. He played Kit Salami. It was a big, big movie, and uh, he was fighting, and he wasn't bad. He he uh, the university the University of um, uh, he went to the University of uh, Texas. I forgot the name of the University of Texas. Uh, anyways, he went to the University in Texas, and he was playing for the he was playing for the university, and then then he started boxing, and uh, he got noticed. And Sly, you know, uh, Sly picked up his contract, and uh, he was making him fight. He was getting him a fight uh, in Lake Tahoe, and he was down in Miami training in the Fifth Street gym with me, and all of a sudden. Um, he went sparring over another gym and he broke his nose. And so they needed somebody to fill in for for the main event in Lake Tahoe. So Rich Giacchetti, Rich comes over and he goes, Rich, hey, Sly got a problem. I said, Rich, yeah. how you doing, Rich? I said, what do you mean Sly got a problem? He goes, yeah, Sly got a problem. Uh, the fight fell out. Uh, Lee, Lee fell out. He broke his nose. Uh, sparring. He goes, you want to take the fight? I said, what do you mean I want to take a fight? Of course, I'll, I'll take a fight, but who? Slice alone? I said, you kidding me? He goes, no, no, I'm not kidding you. So, so I said, all right, who am I fighting? He goes, I don't know. He goes, I didn't think I'm somebody fighting. Don't worry. You have to fight wherever it is. I said, I'm not worried. I'll fight. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. So I go up to Lake Tahoe, and I'm fighting. You know, I'm fighting, and I, and I forgot the guy's name. It's a, uh, no, no. There's another, another name. Uh, anyways, I'm looking, I'm looking for the guy's name in the record books, right? I can't find this guy's name in the record books, right? And and he, he was a, a, a Mexican fighter, right? And I'm saying to myself, what hell is this? This guy don't exist, right? And so I see the guy, right? He's one of these born-again Christians. He says to me, he comes in, he goes, hey, Vin, he goes, I'm going to pray for you. I said, buddy, don't pray for me. You're fighting me. You better pray for yourself, right? <laughs> and, he, and, he, he, and I said to him, I said, buddy, I take this seriously, you know, uh, that God stuff put it aside. I have I I got a problem with God. Believe me, you have no idea. Anyways, anyways, um, uh, I fight uh, I fight the fight, and and uh, I beat him I beat him a ten round decision. It was a war. This kid could I mean this kid was a rough tumble. And 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 I asked him like I said to you I said what have you done for the last five years? He said five years. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I couldn't find him. He was in the federal pen for five years. <laughs> I said, no wonder why. I even know that. I had no, no idea what else, where where they got this guy from. You know what I mean? And, and no fights. I could, I'm saying, where is he? Who who is this guy? Anyways, then I Benny, then I fight another fight, Benny, Jeff McCall, uh, for Sly Benny, uh, hold, on TV. Hold on just a second. We got a caller here. Let's see if we got somebody who wants to ask you a question. Okay. 
Yes, caller, you're on the line. Go ahead. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah, I'm, I'm associated with Vinny. I was wondering if you guys were going to talk about his upcoming movie that he's putting together. This is Fred with Hollywood Funding. Oh, um, the, the Francois movie? Uh, yeah, your movie, Vinny. Oh, you mean Under My Feet. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, uh, Under My Feet, yes. Well, I'm trying to put it together. Um, I, spoke to, I, I spoke to your company, and your company um, uh, seems interested, but you have to remember, don't get mad, uh, Fred, wherever you are. Don't get mad because, you know, I get, I get people talking to me. Oh, yeah, I want to do your movie. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, we're going to do it. And, this, you know, I've been doing 20 years, you know, and uh, it's yes and no, yes and no. But um, you seem like a good guy. You seem sincere enough. And I'm really, really, really happy that you uh, you took an interest in me. And yeah, I'm, I'm I'm willing to do what you want to do to get this film funded and done. Well, besides me, let's, let's forget about me for a second. What do you need for the film to uh, progress to the next level? Yeah, well, I got I'm gonna shoot seven scenes, and seven scenes. Um, I'm, I'm I'm gonna get the money to shoot seven scenes. And after we get the seven scenes, we're, we're going to edit them, and then we're going to we're going to show them. You know, we'll screen them uh, for for investors. And I'm guarantee you, I'll, I, I will get I will get uh, somebody to put up enough money to make my feature film. And not only are the film is going to tell the truth about um, a, lot, a lot of things in my life, but it's going to help a million kids, ten million kids all over the world. You know, it's 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 not a movie about just boxing it's a movie about survival it's a movie about what you got to do you know all the old beliefs all the old oh mother and father you've never talked about your mother there was every other mean, i say run out and tell my mother's bothering me my father's bothering me my sister's bothering me my brother's bothering me my cousin's bothering me the policeman down the street's bothering me the doctor's bothering me my doctor's bothering me harry spookham and daniel's bothering me everybody's bothering me. you go tell everybody you don't keep quiet. You don't be quiet because it's your family. You don't keep quiet because it's your friends. You speak out and you talk and get and get the people that are that are responsible for the molestation, the beatings, and everything else. You 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 have them found accountable. Well, you're passionate about this. I can tell. Um, let me oh, let yeah. me throw one, let me throw one more thing on the table, Vinny. I know you're well connected. We've got some people that they've done P&A and distribution in major theaters throughout the world, like E.T. on Up. So if you bring one of your stars attached or say they'll be involved, then we can start a dialogue with them and you personally and, and your associate Barbara. So if, mm-hmm. if, if your viewers out there, if there's anybody out there that wants to put money into it, they can connect through the radio yeah. station or through the, the Facebook. Leave your number, leave your number, talk, let them call you or whatever. I'm, I'm all for it. Whoever you know, whoever willing to do that, I'm all for it. And uh, but I'm gonna get it done. I'm gonna. Get, I, I won't quit. A yeah, winner never no, quits, and a quitter never wins. Yeah, you don't. You, you're gonna make it. There's no doubt. Hmm. But, I, but I really, Fred, I really appreciate your interest. I really appreciate what you want to do. And if there are anybody out there that's listening to this conversation. Um, and you're interested, and you, you have a film company, and you want a great film, this film is a great film. Everybody in front of the camera and everybody behind the camera is going to uh, get big awards. We, we believe in you enough that we put up a thing on Facebook, Boxing Films, so if anybody wants to check that out. or You have, you have your own uh, uh, thing on Facebook. What is that? 
Anything uh, else? My thing I have on Facebook is uh, this, 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 this interview tonight. Yeah, yeah this, this interview tonight. Uh, to, to listen to this interview tonight. Hoping that I can get somebody that, like you, sir, they called and is interested maybe to get involved in the production aspect. And I really appreciate it, sir. If you, uh, we can talk further, have a further conversation, and I'll meet your friends or whoever whoever else is involved with uh, the, the financing or whatever. And I know a lot of different stars. And I know a lot of different stars will come out to help me. Um, I, I know a lot of them. A lot of them would help me. Well, I'm aware of that. Everybody I mentioned, even when I met Sugar Ray Leonard, he knew you from he, he, from the heart. He knew you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, well. Let me talk about Sugar Ray Leonard. Angel Dundee, in 1976. I told this on the last show. Said to me, uh, uh, "Come on, I want to see this kid. Some kid they want to see from Maryland." We went out to see him in the Nationals. He lost. He didn't lose the fight, but he had to pull out of the tournament because he cut his lip. He cut his gums inside, right? And uh, we saw Leonard fight. He goes, "What do you think of the kid?" I said, "Buddy, this kid can go." Lo and behold, the rest is history. You know, Ray Leonard. And I met him, and Ray Leonard never forgot that. I was the, I was Angelo brought me over to see him. Oh wow! I think you guys just went off the air. Are you guys off the air? Are we off yeah, the air? Yeah, we're we're being. We're being recorded, so anybody that plays back from the archives will hear will hear what's being said now. But the live okay. live stream just ended. Okay. Oh, so they can play back anything at any time. That's a good little thing to have. Oh, good. Yeah, it'll be up available for download or replay within about a half hour. Okay, great. Well, I appreciate Funny, you guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, so, um, whatever you can do, my friend. I'm willing to listen, talk, and uh, get something done. Well, you got you got my support, that's for sure. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. See you later. Right. Good night now. Good night, Benny. We did we did run out of time, so I'm going to uh, shut the show down here. Gee, it was really right. another very fast night went by. Yeah, uh, that really <clears> was. <throat> Thank you, brother. Went, I hope uh, it was okay. It was, it was great. And listen, when you uh, get more news about the films, either either yeah. the one you were just talking about or Francois, let me know, yeah. and we'll have you back on. And when we get closer to having your book finished, we'll do another one. Oh, that'd be great, man. I really appreciate it. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, Vinny. God, God bless you. God bless you, buddy. And and I, and, okay. and I haven't quit writing. You're going to get some stuff. Okay. We're going to be in the house care, of Lincoln. I'm going to write my butt off. All right. <laughs> good night. All right, but good night, bye. And thanks for listening. Uh, join us again on the next edition of Writer's Tricks of the Trade on Blog Talk Radio. Good night and stay safe.